You're listening to Positive Pulse. I'm your host, Sandy Washington. We bring you positive news, inspiring stories, and helpful information. Thanks for tuning in. Positive news and entertainment. With your host, Sandy Washington. listening to Positive Pulse. I'm Sandy Washington and we have an exciting health and happiness episode for you today. We know that many of us have tried each and every year to stick with that weight loss and fitness goal and statistically weight loss, eating healthier and getting fit accounts for the highest percentage of resolutions among any other New Year's resolution that people have set for themselves. So we are very excited today that we have clinical pharmacist James B. Lavelle who will help us out with those things today. He's also an author and board certified nutritionist. Mr. Lavelle currently offers health and wellness and performance services to the NFL Hall of Fame community. He has developed health programs for the fitness industry, healthcare companies, and professional sports teams too, including Corvette Race Team, Orlando Magic, the Chicago Blackhawks, just to name a few. So we are excited to have you with us today, Mr. Lavelle. Thank you for coming on to the show. Oh, it's great to be here. Excited. Well, we're excited to have you as well because this is one topic that many people are excited to hear about, including myself, because we want to go ahead and have you to dispel those fitness fables and share some great <laughs> facts with us to help us to finally stick with our New Year's resolutions that we set each and every year. And here it is, 2018 upon us. And so we want to really do it this time. And we appreciate you for coming on to the show to help us with that. And let me just ask you this why is it so hard for people to really keep that fitness resolution you know i think life gets busy i mean when you look at it you know 92 percent of us fail to achieve our new year's resolution and even more dismal is the fact that you know only eight percent of people will get their goal for losing weight and living healthier and even more dismal is that people will try a new diet four times on the internet during the course of a year and I think it, it really stems down to we still want to believe that there's magic in the air in regards to how we take care of our health. And it really takes a sustained effort. And sometimes it's things that really sabotage us or understanding the impact of things like stress on, you know, why we stress eat. You know, why do I want a crunchy, salty, chocolatey cookie? Yes. You know, and, and really begin to understand, well, what's driving stress-related eating? What can I do that really starts to become a behavior and a lifestyle? Because I think one of the biggest things is people are still looking, uh, is there a pill that's going to get me to lose weight? If I just go to the gym six days a week, two hours a day, that's going to do it. And we create unrealistic goals. And then a lot of times diets that you read are unrealistic to maintain. And therefore you end up going, what's the use? Because I can't maintain this either high level of fitness or eating. And then we discount the fact that there's other reasons why I've gained all this weight anyway. It's not just how many calories I eat or how much I exercise. So I think there's a lot to it, but I do think people can begin to make simple steps forward that will give them a strong footing towards success. 
you mentioned stress. Oh my God, we can do a whole show just about stress eating. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. And you did mention that there are some simple steps that we can do to help us to overcome these things and kind of stay focused and not lose it after maybe the first couple months of the new year. You know, one of the big things is, is try to pick something that you know you want to maintain as a part of your lifestyle for the rest of your life. Okay. Uh, And that's really critical. I mean, you've you've got to be able to pick something and you then sustain that, hey, I'm going to drink eight glasses of water a day. I'm going to go and exercise four days a week, at least 20 minutes. Those are realistic experiences that people can do. You know, when you go, I'm going to only eat vegetables and protein and I'm going to train two hours a day that's not going to work for a lot of people. They're not going to be able to make that time. So get one healthy habit that you're going to really promise yourself that you're going to try and make a part of your lifestyle forever. And everybody's got one that they know they could do. I'm going to try and get more sleep instead of being 73% more likely to become obese in the next decade by not getting enough sleep. I'm going to manage my stress. You can't get out of stress, right? I mean, right. Like, I mean, there is stress in life, but How am I managing it? Those are a couple real key things that you can do is pick things that are realistic that you know you're going to be able to accomplish. And that's kind of the thing that I try to get get across to people. Gotcha. So set those realistic goals that you know you can keep and take those simple, small steps forward. All right. So that's number one. And I can already see this helping us already. Just that one little thing there, because it does get a little overwhelming. So we can appreciate taking those simple steps and making realistic goals that we can stick with. And I'd like to have you to just share with us so that we can kind of recognize some of those fables versus the facts, things that we can actually do. I know we're going to set our realistic goals somewhere where we can start. What are some of those things that you can just list? for us or just give us an idea so that we know how to recognize them and what we can do to move forward and be successful with our weight loss. The reality is is that you have to move. You do have to try and exercise. If you're trying to do an exercise program, meaning you're going to commit to exercise being a part of your lifestyle, you've got to get in a minimum of three days a week. And here's where it's different. I would love to tell everybody to, to, you know, exercise and use resistance. So, you know, get some weights, you know, use some dumbbells. But everybody goes, I can't stand lifting weights. You know, my point is pick things that are going to keep you active. Is it walking? Is it taking a bike ride? Is it going to a yoga class? So it's something social. Mm -hmm. Is it going to Orange Theory or or Pilates? And is it going and lifting weights? Whatever you're going to pick, get in a practice at least three or four days a week. You don't have to go six days a week. There's that sweet spot of three to four days a week that you should really try and do. I would love it if people approached an hour out of their day where they were actually moving. It's the other thing that happens. Everybody sits the rest of the day. I got my one hour exercise in and then I don't leave the chair either at the office or at home the rest of the evening. Um, Try to be more mobile and active during your time even away from when you're exercising. And the other piece is realize that once you start this lifestyle and say you start to change your body composition, you get more lean mass because in the end, what you're really trying to do is promote lean mass. Mm -hmm. You want to get more muscle. Muscle is the currency of aging gracefully. That's why you work out. You want to be stable and strong as you're aging. And so when you don't work out, especially once you turn, you know, 30, 
you lose 1% of your muscle a year if you don't work at it. And in as little as a week, you'll break your muscle tissue down if you're not exercising once you've exercised. So that's a big fable. One, you got to train at least three days a week instead of, oh, you can get by on one or two days a week. Two, that it takes several weeks, you know, for, you know, your muscles to break down. No, your muscles start breaking down pretty quick. The older you get, the more this process takes place. And the other thing to remember, I've got to build muscle. Muscle is the currency of metabolism and aging gracefully. So that's the first one. Number two is, you know, you can turn fat into muscle when you work out. Uh, no, fat doesn't turn into anything but less fat or more fat. So either you work out and change your diet and burn fat or you gain fat because you're exercising less, you're stressed out. Remember, when you get stressed out, that potato chip bag becomes love. That roll of <laughs> cookies becomes something you can rub on your head. You know, it's like, yes. oh, my God, it's helping me to cool my brain off. Man. Yes. You know, you got you to gotta realize that fat begets fat. And the more that you can train, exercise, eat a higher protein, lower carbohydrate diet, rich in vegetables, you're going to lean yourself out and you're going to feel better. The third one, drinking sports drinks. For the average person that's, you know, you know going to work out an hour, they don't need to drink some big sugar drink. Mm -hmm. And in fact, what you want to do after you work out is you want to take in protein. And what I tell people to do is try to take a protein drink in about, you know, 15 to 30 minutes. I mean, there's a really cool, I mean, one of the neatest innovations right now that I'm seeing that I'm applying in the fitness space and in my athletes. Uh, it's an ingredient called Velocitol. And, and it's a complex of chromium and a, and a carbohydrate called amylopectin. And it's, it's interesting because when you take this Velocitol with your protein drink, uh, or branched-chain amino acids, which help you know, build your muscle up too, it doubles your protein synthesis of your muscle. I mean, you're making twice as much muscle when wow. you drink it. So that's really a big deal. So remember, fable, the fable number three is don't waste your time drinking a bunch of sugar. You want to take in protein after your workout. You can look for novel, interesting ingredients that add value to that protein, like velocitol, very interesting new novel compound. Uh, and you're going to take in a little bit of sugar with that protein just so that protein gets up on your muscle. Uh, and you can take, you know, whey or, or you, know, you know, plant proteins, anyway, either way you want to go. I just tell people if you're going to take in protein, after you work out, why not get the best, you know, reaction that you can, which is doubling your, your muscle protein synthesis. It's called MPS. And that's why I think that ingredient is so cool. Mm -hmm. The fourth one, don't think that just doing a bunch of sit-ups is going to give you a six-pack. You got to focus on, I'm going to get rid of my extra starch and sugars out of my diet. I'm going to get rid of those empty calories. I'm not going to drink those big sweet fruit juices that everybody's marketing. Instead, I'm going to try to eat my vegetables and I'm going to, I'm going to exercise and do things like planks or do a variety of exercises for your core so that you can exercise all the muscles around your, your, your abdomen instead of just, I'm just going to do sit-ups until I turn blue uh, because that is not going to give you a six-pack. Eating right, less stress, all the things I talked about previously, protein after your workout, that's going to help you get that six-pack. And then, yeah, do some exercise with it. And the fifth one is morning the best time to work out. 
Well, for me, the best time to work out is whenever you can work out. Meaning that there's people that there's no way. If they work night shift, they can't work out in the morning. They're just getting off of work. Mm -hmm. They're tired. They want to get to bed. So I like when people work out in the morning if they can in a fasted state. So wake up, get your workout in, and then have your protein drink and get on with your day. But it really is what time of day will you be able to be consistent? I get home from work. I put on my my gym shoes. I take a walk around the block. Just start there. Just start by walking. Start by moving your body and do it in a way that you're not going to get hurt. So you can build your complexity. The, the healthier you get, I've just seen this over the last 35 years of working with people. The healthier I get them, the more they engage in more and more activity. I got one woman right now. I've got 145 pounds off of her. She was going to get a knee replacement. The last picture she sent me, she's on a bike. She's wow. biking. Wow. No knee replacement. Awesome. And, and, and she went from barely being able to walk to now she's, she'd probably tear me up on a bike, right? <laughs> she, she's just, Good. So, yeah. my, my, so it's really important that you realize just get moving. Great information. You heard it right here. So get moving. And so now we're going to have a new mindset. We know where to start and we know how to get there. So thank you for sharing all of that information and dispelling those fables so that we can finally stick to it. So we appreciate that. And again, you can go to gemlavelle.com for more information. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Positive Pulse. I'm Sandy Washington, thanking you for listening. Please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, at Positive Pulse FM, and feel free to subscribe to our podcast at PositivePulseFM.com. Thank you for listening. Positive Pulse FM.